everyone. Welcome to the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where a book list talks to book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Capstone. I'm Julia Smith, and today I'm talking to V.T. Badania, author of the forthcoming Astrid and Apollo series, which kicks off with Astrid and Apollo and the Starry Campout. This title and three others, The Fishing Flop, The Happy New Year, and The Soccer Celebration, will be published simultaneously this August by Capstone. Thank you for joining me, Vong. Thank you for having me. Tell us about your new series. Sure, absolutely. So Astrid and Apollo stars eight-year-old twins, Astrid and Apollo Lee, who are second-generation Hmong Americans living in Minnesota. This means their parents were born in Laos and they were both born here in the U.S. Readers will see them enjoying outdoor activities like camping, fishing, and attending the Hmong Soccer Festival and the Hmong New Year Celebration. Minnesota is home to one of the largest Hmong communities in the country. So I wanted Astrid and Apollo to attend these special events that the community puts on every year. That sounds like so much fun. Why did you feel it was important to write this series? Well, first of all, I just wanted home children to see themselves represented in books. And I wanted to make sure that that representation was positive and accurate. Because oftentimes home people aren't really visible in mainstream media, but on the rare occasions that we are seen, that representation can tend to be a little bit outdated and often leans toward a sad and struggling refugee immigrant narrative. But a lot of the home kids today are second, third, or even fourth generation. So they're removed from that refugee experience now and they might not relate to those stories. And while all those stories and the history of our people being war refugees is extremely important, and we want the children today to know and understand about the many hardships that we faced, it's also important for them to see themselves in happy stories, in what is an authentic representation of their lives right now. Because not every day for a child is going to be sad and traumatic and full of pain. Um, a lot of kids do regular things, just like they're non-home peers, you know, they go to school, well, maybe pre-pandemic, <laughs> they go to school, have recess, have homework, play outside, you know, goof off, laugh, they joke, and they, you know, go on vacations with their families, have barbecues, play video games. So they're, they have a lot of joy in their lives, too, and I wanted to write stories where they could see themselves doing those things. Because they shouldn't have to associate being home with just trauma and pain. And, and they should see themselves doing what everyone else does, too. So, I, yeah, I wanted them to see themselves in happy stories. If white kids can see themselves in happy stories, then why can't home kids see themselves in happy stories, too, right? So that's why I wanted to write this series. And, and one thing I always think is that for home kids and anyone for that matter, you are the hero of your life. So why can't you be the hero of your story? As I said, I, I just want home kids to see themselves in stories and as the heroes of their stories. Because in actuality, they are the heroes of their life. So that's why I wrote the series. And especially right now, in light of everything that is happening in the country and around the world, 
it's crucial that kids see diverse representation in their books and not just see the same old story about, you know, the blonde girl who wants to be a princess or the redheaded that plays both glasses who wants to be a superhero or score a soccer goal or even the furry forest animal who wants to leave in the school play. I think that kids right now, you see kids and characters of all backgrounds, all cultures and all colors and that's partly why I wrote the series. I just want young kids to see themselves represented in an authentic way, and I want all kids to be able to see diverse representation that's also accurate. That's so wonderful. Well, sort of to that point, I noticed as well, this is an illustrated early chapter book series, but you do have among American Illustrator. Was that something you were involved with? Did you express that you wanted that for your book? Well, it was one thing that I'm fortunate about is that Capstone, my publisher, is, seems to be pretty sensitive and understanding about things like that. And they prefer to work with own voices illustrators for their many own voices projects. So I was, I was grateful for that. And it's extremely important to me to have somebody um, who's also homes that can get the details accurate, like the, the clothing and the food and even home basic. That was really important to me because diverse representation is no good if it's not accurate, right? I was glad that we have a home illustrator and I was also happy that my series was able to create an opportunity for more artists to work on a home project. Absolutely. What inspires your writing or inspired you to be a writer? A lot of things, but I guess I could say one of, um, tell you a few things that inspire my writing. Probably the most basic thing is a good story. I know that if I'm reading a good book or if I hear an interesting story, that moves me in some way or evokes some kind of emotion in me, then I suddenly feel really inspired to write my own story or to continue working on something that I'm in the middle of writing. Good movies also inspire me to write. Um, just the other night, my husband was watching a zombie show on TV and it was really scary. I watched a little bit with him and as I was watching it, I started thinking, this storytelling is actually really interesting because it was different from anything I'd seen before, the way the movie was breaking down each scene, each character. And I started thinking, what if I write a novel about home teens during the zombie apocalypse and I broke down the chapters the same way that this movie was breaking down the scenes? So, um, yeah, and another thing that inspires my writing, I would say, is poetry. Now, I don't write poetry myself. I find it far too intimidating and really challenging. But I think it's a really powerful art form. So I love reading it because it really helps me with my prose. And nowadays I'm just reading a bunch of verse novels because that really you know, inspires me as well. So that's what I would say inspires my writing. Good stories, good books, good movies, good storytelling, and beautiful language. All of these things compel me to create and write. And it's always my hope that I can write something beautiful too. Yes. How would you say that libraries have played a role in your reading or writing life? Well, libraries had a huge impact on my childhood because as a kid, I was incredibly and painfully shy. I barely talked when I was at school. I hardly spoke to classmates with teachers, but I loved stories. So of course, my favorite place in the world was the library. Because in the library, I could be quiet, I didn't have to talk, and I could read, which is what I really wanted to do, and the librarians were always very kind to me. So you could say that libraries were my oasis back then, because they were the only place in the school where I felt 
comfortable and safe and like I could just be myself. And they're also the place where I was surrounded by books and where I found books, read books, and checked out so many books to bring home. They weren't very diverse, but still <laughs> I, I read so many books. And I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to become a writer because I read so many books at such a young age. Today, I still like going to the library to check out books, sometimes way, way too many books, <laughs> and to perform research and to just to write. So I would say that libraries played a huge, significant role in my reading and writing life. And looking back at those years, I'm not sure how I would have made it through all those years of elementary school if libraries did not exist. You know, they were my salvation. Well, when you're uh, not writing, and I hear you, just said you love to still check out books and everything. What do you like to read? I read a ton. To be quite honest, it's been pretty difficult to concentrate or focus on reading and writing during the pandemic, but uh, still I keep buying all these books on my Kindle and I have tons of books in my queue. But I would say I had to narrow down my list. It's just way too long. Some of my uh, favorite authors are Aaron and Tana Kelly, Rita Williams Garcia. I love work by Stacey Lee. She does a lot of historical fiction. Christina Sutornbot's books. Um, some of the books that I read recently that I still think about and just really adore. From the Desk of Zoe Washington. Any Day with You by Ray Mayhew. Almost American Girl by Robin Ha, which is a graphic novel. And right now I'm in the middle of I Can Make This Promise by Christine Day. And I'm not even done with it yet, but I'm so excited because I heard that she has a new book coming up. So I really love their works. And I also have read a bunch of verse novels, as I mentioned. I can give you that too, but it's pretty long. <laughs> no, that's great. I think we have time for maybe one more question. And I guess this is just sort of starting with an observation, but it's so great in these books that you give these like culture notes, essentially, in them that include vocabulary and kind of highlight with illustrations different food that the families are eating. Did you plan to have those sort of things flanking your story in like each of the volumes? And like, was that an important part of the story for you? Well, I think, first of all, those sections in the, the front and back matter of a lot of the capstone chapter book series, they, they do have those sections already. So I didn't really have to think about what would go where. But as I was writing the stories, a lot of the details, cultural details or specific details about food or things, things like that just kind of came organically. I didn't really have to plan like, oh, I, I have to make sure that I, I'll mention a dish here and a snack there or anything. That's just kind of organic because I think about, you know, my life and, you know, I don't intentionally plan to eat my food this night and, and drink that night. And so, those, so as far as the story, those things just came naturally. I do have to say that in addition to the home facts that we have and home terms and, of course, most important is the home foods, there was an, a section that we cut out, which was an activity section, because there just wasn't enough space. Too many facts. <laughs> and I think my list, my list of foods was way too long. So they took up a lot of space. There just there weren't enough pages in the book. But I did have an activity section that kids could complete, you know, some special activity that related to the plot. And maybe in, I might put them up on my website. For the most, uh, the fun book, I guess the, the one where they go to the soccer festival, there was a recipe. So that was probably the most fun one. The, the other ones were things like making a little tent or making a little fishing rod. Well, I have to say that they were all integrated very well. Like 
it didn't ever feel like you were teaching the reader about they they were just like organically part of the story and the information was there for the readers who wanted to then seek out more and so thank you it was such a fun little series and i'm happy to get to talk to you about it right now and it's your debut right i should have said that right off the bat so i think everyone has a lot to look forward to with these books and your future ones Thank you for chatting with me, and thank you to everyone for listening to the Shelf Care Interview. This Shelf Care Interview was sponsored by Capstone, publisher of V.T. Badania's Astrid and Apollo series. And be on the lookout for Astrid and Apollo and the Starry Campout and its companion titles, available August 2020. Happy reading! Happy reading!